Welcome to Branching Out, a podcast presented by the reporters and editors of the Acorn Newspapers, offering you a closer look at the news in your community. All right, Acorn Land, we are back, and it feels so good. I know my voice entirely <laughs> lacks enthusiasm right now, but it's just because we've been working our asses off. And, uh, yes, we have been. It's just nothing but news these days, which is, uh, it, it's an interesting time to be a newsman or woman, news person. Well, they, yeah, they told us that we'd have nothing to write about when this started. And all I find about is we have more and more to write about and, um, news changing every day. Uh, and as a weekly paper, uh, unfortunately we can't just sit on it. And so a lot of it's we're doing that extra work to put things online, to tweet about them, to put them on Facebook. Uh, cause we know a lot of people are turning to us right now. So, uh, it has been a lot of work, but, um, Great to see uh, the way people are responding and, and reading it and, and, and supporting yeah. us. And um, happy to be back doing this again. Last week we had some technical difficulties. I don't really want to get into because <laughs> let's just say a lot of hair was torn out. Protect to the make innocent this thing work, and it didn't. <laughs> so the less said, the better. But let's dive right into it, Kyle. I know you wanted to start with numbers. Yeah, yeah. I always like to give people a little idea where we're at here in Ventura County. Um, as always, the situation very different on your side of things in LA. Um, but we're starting to see what they've been talking about, what they call the flattening of the curve here. Uh, we are now up to 559 confirmed cases here in Ventura County. Um, but only out of those, only 145 active, uh, meaning that the bulk of those almost 400 people now have gotten the COVID and recovered. Um, sadly, we had another death yesterday. So we are now up to 19 deaths in Ventura County. Um, those range in age from uh, 37 all the way up to 99. Um, but as the county tells us, as far as I know, everyone with an underlying health condition. Um, problem is we don't know exactly what those were in each case, and they differ from person to person. Uh, I had a story this week about a, the 37-year-old, which, of course, shocked people when we saw that because we've been hearing so much about um, the fatality rate is much higher in people over the age of 60 or 70. And I think up till now, 14 out of our 19 victims have been over 70. Uh, in the case of 37-year-old, he actually took a fentanyl overdose, um, but the medical examiner said that without the COVID infection, he would not have died. And so he was added to those to those numbers. And fair enough, I guess that's how it's done. But I always like to be clear, when you see 37 years old, that gets a lot of people nervous. Um, but still, 19 deaths, um, definitely significant. Um, and the numbers, uh, what's really nice is, you know, we look at these numbers and we say, which are important? If, if we want to talk about how do we, how are we getting back to normal? How are we going to get closer till we feel comfortable to reopening? And, and, and on Friday, uh, Ventura County Health Director said the numbers to watch is the hospitalizations and those in ICU. And those for about the last two weeks have held steady. Uh, and those are 25 people now in the hospital in Ventura County. Of course, uh, 800,000 people in the county and 11 in ICU. So, um, and those ICU cases are really scary because when those numbers drop, we don't know if that's someone who got better or if it's someone who passed away. So that's where we're at in Ventura County. Um, but we border with LA County. So I feel like we're kind of in this together and what's going on on the LA County side. Ian, I know oh, much man. So I'm looking at the, um, for those of you out there who just like to see terror, uh, quantified in numbers and graphs, the Los Angeles times newspaper has an excellent, uh, coronavirus case tracker, uh, for the entire state. And uh, you can really see, like, how each county is doing. Los Angeles has by far the highest uh, number. Our current cases are 
Let me just double check I got that right. Current cases, 25,677 to date, uh, 1,229 deaths. Now, as, as far as, and that's the, the number of cases is doubling every 17 days or so. It sounds like it's getting better. Still not any kind of sign that we're out of the woods yet. Uh, and the County Public Health Department just tweeted today, 21 new deaths and 781 new cases of confirmed COVID-19 in the county. So, um, yeah, um, good time to be a Ventura County citizen. Well, we've always joked about the connection between our two counties. We obviously work for a paper that covers both. We're constantly going back and forth. Lots of Acorn employees work in L.A. County, live in Ventura County, and vice versa. Um, but our county health officials are, are, have said we're, we're tied together in this, and that uh, puts Ventura County in a tough position um, with reopening until things start to get better in L.A. County. Because I think everyone understands that if we start opening certain things here right over the county line, what's going to stop? A bunch of people from LA County coming over, so it's uh, that's a frustrating situation to be in. I know, um, you know, I was you know, t- tweeting a little bit this week saying that I, I felt that you know that we could look at some kind of regionalized approach um, to reopening, and, and and when I was saying that, I was more talking about Trinity County, Trinity County, and some of these counties up north that have seen one or two cases. You know, not really. I understand. I want to be real clear in that. I understand the connection here with LA and Ventura County. Uh, and the concerns there. Um, we've heard a lot about Simi Valley, which right now is of the of Ventura County's largest cities, um, far and away the highest per capita rate right now. They now have Simi Valley is up to 152 cases um, compared to, for instance, Thousand Oaks with 92, or even Oxnard, which is uh, you know two or three times the size of, C- size of Simi Valley. They're at 133. And what we're hearing is, again, a lot of that has to do with because so much of Simi Valley's population spends and works in L.A. County. And I, and I learned this week, I, and I didn't know this, Ian, I don't know if you knew this, that they determine the cases not by where you work, but why where you I live. I do know that. And uh, if, you want to change, if you want to jump to our next subject real quick, I can tell you why I know that. Yeah, tell me. Yeah, you had a story this week about another business where a, a case popped up. Uh, tell us a little about that. Uh, so in Calabasas... Actually, it's so the case didn't pop up this week. The news was just publicized this week because the LA County, LA County Public Health Department they will list ca- cases by, like city by city, but then they'll also list like hot hot zones or hot points, whatever the word I'm looking for is. So there's a business in Calabasas. Uh, it's an insurance company, so it's not open to the public. Your people weren't going in to get food or anything like that. But uh, it was publicized earlier this week that 14 positive cases coming out of this one office. Uh, 18 people showing symptoms, four of them have not been tested positive yet, but 14 have. So, and this, again, I want to reiterate, this happened in March. The office was closed down, it was sanitized, the entire building was sanitized, like, even the, like, public areas where employees would walk through to get to their office, all of it was sanitized. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, so, uh, Mayor Alicia Weintraub made a post online in which she made it very clear, like, this was not a public-facing business, there's no reason to be alarmed about this. These numbers don't count towards Calabasas numbers because it, it goes by resident, like what city you live in versus what city you work in. Interesting. I hadn't really made that connection, although I guess that makes sense. Now, Ian, they what they now? It's interesting. They give you these hot zones. Do you understand how they define those? Is that a bunch of infections? Is a certain number they say in one place they will publicize? Well, them? it's not so much like a hot zone isn't necessarily the right like right way to put it. They wouldn't say like oh at the corner of Las Virginis. And and Thousand Oaks Boulevard, it's no, it's a business, yeah, right? It, they'll do it by businesses. So, like, I'm looking at the county's uh, website right now. They've got like 
the Bristol Farms on Beverly Boulevard in West Hollywood or the Domino's on Crenshaw in LA. Like, it's, so it's just listing, this, this information is available. Now, uh, Weintraub didn't want to name the business because she didn't think that they deserved any kind of uh, social retribution necessarily because she said like they'd done a good job of taking care of their employees. They sent everybody home. They made sure everything was sanitized. It just happened to ha like play out this way. So she didn't want people to be like, you know, attacking them because of just how this whole thing played out. But um, not... Did LA County put the name of the yes. business up? Those, I am those... looking at it right now. It will be published in my story this week. Uh, oh, you're not gonna you're not gonna give us a sneak uh, preview. It's Western General Insurance Company. Okay, okay. Well, again, I, I this I know I know where she's coming from, and I understand that. At the same time, people do want to know this information, and again, I think the more they get out there, the better. And that, I think that's some been some of the frustration with Ventura County, and we've talked a lot on this podcast about in in a lot of ways how it's advantageous for the reporters that deal with the county of Ventura. Um, but they have not been extremely forthcoming on certain details, you know, in regards to um, every victim's specific age breakdown um, and certainly no kind of listing of businesses like this uh, to speak of. Um, so that's I wonder if they'll eventually feel some of the pressure. I know what they're trying to do. They want to protect the business. They don't. But at the same time. Even if we talk about track and trace, it's so important knowing were you at some place where there was someone who was exposed um, it's important the public know that because if you were, then you're someone who should be in a front line to get well, tested. On that note, um, I also got news yesterday. Yesterday, yesterday that uh, the an employee at the Trader Joe's in Agora Hills had tested positive for coronavirus, and they were in the store that day. Now I have been trying to find out what that means. It sounds like this person took the test went to the Trader Joe's because obviously the test results are not immediately available. No, we've been hearing like, I mean, what's five, six days minimum, right? I mean, I don't know if it's getting So it sounds like they took the test, they went to Trader Joe's and they found out while they were at Trader Joe's that they were, they were positive. Now, maybe that means I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they were asymptomatic and they got tested just to kind of cover themselves and make sure like, you know, they could keep working. And so they got the test like, oh, I don't have anything wrong. I'm going to go to work, which really you shouldn't be doing if you're taking the time, if you're getting tested, Isolate yourself until you get those results. This is a perfect example. So uh, the store was closed yesterday for an overnight cleaning. Uh, from what I understand, it's reopened now. I haven't been by there because I'm not in the area, but uh, the Trader Joe's website had it listed as closed yesterday, and it doesn't have it listed at all today. So I'm assuming they're back open. Do we know where? Do we know where they worked? Do we know like where they? I don't have any information about we... what uh, part of the store they were in. But uh, I spoke to Mayor Elise Buckley Weber of Agora Hills, and she was she said it was really disappointing news because the community's been doing such a good job, and of like staying indoors and wearing masks and everything. And she didn't want anybody to be disheartened by this thing or to freak out. But she did make the point of like when I heard the news, it made me question like when was the last time I was there. She was saying she had been there previous Wednesday. I went shopping there this week too, so there is a bit of like oh no, what's gonna what. Uh, Wait, you did? Yeah, I was there earlier this week. Wow, well, I, I didn't know that. I'm a very popular store. I mean, it's uh, I used to live uh, right near Gore High School. I used to go there all the time. I mean, and Trader Joe's has been held up as a great example. If you go to their stores, I, I feel everyone's doing this now, but they were one of the first to have someone out there wiping down every cart, spraying down every counter afterwards. So, I mean, it must just be frustrating for them as well. Yeah, no, I'm sure it is. And... Uh, it was funny. I, I went this week. I think me and me and uh, Elise were out there on the same day because I didn't have to wait in line when I went there. First time in like over two months, I haven't had to wait in line at a grocery store. 
and she had the same, she said the same thing, but, um, apparently our good fortune may have, may have, uh, bitten us. Yeah. Well, I guess the good news is it sounds like, I mean, in terms of, so people like you that are, that are concerned and live in LA County, they now they're saying you can get tested, right? That was some of the big news that broke this yep. week. Uh, free, free testing for all LA County residents. I imagine the system, I haven't looked into it just because it seems like a headache. Uh, and I am isolating on my own anyway. So it's not like I'm, you know, going anywhere. I will, I, I will look into testing. I just haven't bothered doing it yet because they just announced it, and I'm sure the system is already overwhelmed. So yeah, I mean, you just, I think I, I mean, I looked enough to know you go on a website, you can sign up, you've got to get some list to get. I mean, imagine millions and millions of residents are going to try and do that because um, in Ventura County they've been saying, "What about our test? When are we going to get our uh, antibody testing um, done?" I had a little bit of news that broke yesterday, uh, which still it's major, but to me it's you know it's 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 kind of not in that uh, Ventura County has acquired um, some antibody tests. And the, the big debate now is, are all antibody tests equal? You know, And I think what we've been hearing is that some are less than reliable and we cannot afford to go off on a test that isn't reliable. To give someone a, and say, you have the antibodies, go back to work, don't worry about it. Um, so Ventura County has assured me the test that they've got, uh, it's a company out of Berkeley, San Francisco area called BioRad, and they were one of these first um, labs in the country to get FDA emergency approval. So FDA has obviously tried to speed up its normal approval process, which is a little bit nerve-wracking, but we know why they're doing it. Um, and so they've got this uh, approval from the FDA. So they're going to start out, they're going to get about only 127 tests, which is like, okay, but then they're going to get another 2,000 and they're trying to get 10,000. So now that they now that they have the antibody test, you're right, it's going to be a matter of who is going to get them. But there are a lot of people, that's been some of the confusion, there are a lot of different antibody tests that are out there now. Um, and, I, and I don't know, I don't want to speak against anyone that's going out to get those, but the idea is that the county now has some that are FDA approved and that is that they're going to keep the cost down. I think if you go to a lot of these private labs, it's going to cost you in excess of $100. So the idea is that these could become more readily available to people that can't afford, say, 120 But it, but it was good news, um, and it's good news for LA County residents. Um, those of you – I saw Christina Cox was – you know we often laugh at her because she's out in, in the valley. Uh, and we, we joked that the acorn, the acorn move is to slowly move west from the valley. Most of us start in the valley. I was in Canoga Park for a number of years. Um, but right now it's a good time to be in L.A. County because you are going to be able to get tested whether you're asymptomatic or not. Um, and we're not there yet in Ventura County. Um, but hopefully we will get there. So, well, that was interesting to see. You know, I wonder what the reaction will be to Trader Joe's. So you think they're already reopened today? It sounds – it's like I said, I have to go by and check it. I mean today, mon- today Monday, I'm sure they'll be open by this point because – they say it's like a 24-hour overnight cleaning process. The ca- the company's website had that store and several others listed as being closed. I checked it again this morning. It didn't even have that store on there. So it sounds like they reopened it. It wasn't even like, a, hey, this store was closed. It's now reopened. It's just gone. So Yeah, I mean, again, this is bound to happen. I We know our, our grocery stores are doing the best they can, it sounds like. I know there's been some employees that are, are frustrated and uh, that they're not doing more. Um, but yeah, it seems inevitable. They are the places where most people are still gathering. Um, but yeah, those are the places where I'm glad they're getting the word out and Trader Joe's did the right thing, let people know and, and close down. Um, but that's something I'll want to, to know more about. Uh, another big topic this week everyone's been talking about, uh, and it's funny for me to talk about the beaches of California. Everyone knows our beautiful Southern California beaches. Why is it funny for you to talk about beaches? Well, I'm one of those guys that, uh, you know, I've lived here going on 16, 17 years, and I, I probably go to the beach about twice a year, maybe. 
And the last time I've been in the beach, like in the water, I mean, we were talking a decade. I mean, I'm not a surfer. I'm not, I'm, uh, you know, originally from back east, a Midwest kid as well. Um, but I know, I, I putting aside what I feel about the beaches, uh, we know what they mean to so many people, not only the surfers, but the paddle boarders, uh, the joggers. Why? You know, it's Southern California. And so clearly uh, we heard a big uproar this week when a story was leaked that, Gavin Newsom intended to close all the beaches in Southern California. People just went crazy about it. I put up a poll. Uh, it was a great debate because now, you know, whether regardless of how you feel on reopening the economy and that movement, um, there's a lot. There is still some debate over whether it's healthier to get out and get exercise and be in the sun rather than stay in your house all day. And the beaches I've heard of are those places where you can potentially do that. They're large enough where we can get spread apart, get exercise, and so the idea of closing down all the beaches. Um, but by the time the next day had come, I think uh, Tuesday, uh, the governor said, no, I'm not closing all the beaches. We're just going to close the beaches in Orange County. Um, and now that's still has sparked a wave of debate. And we're seeing that right here uh, in Ventura County where, you know, the county was saying, hey, we're doing our best we can. People are trying to social distance, but we're still hearing reports of large crowds. And so I think this will continue to go on. And it's just been a big focus of, uh, again, should we – be you know our our beaches are right do we have a right to go to the beach and this whole again this debate we talked about a couple weeks ago about are we protecting people or are we trying to um you know are we taking away their freedoms and it's funny to see the way the beach really gets people going you know are you a beach guy i mean be honest, i you grew up here. I, I, mean, I enjoy going to the beach um i've learned more to appreciate like being able to go into the water in recent years i used to not like it so much i mean i'm really i i get sunburned really easily so I can see that from here. But no, I enjoy it. I mean, and it's not even, I think it's the same reason that everybody else, I think the reason it hits so close to home, like, I know if I, like, I've, I've been in the middle of the country or been in, like, landlocked areas for a while and then not really realized why I'm kind of tense. And then when I get back to the ocean, it's like, oh, okay, I can breathe, like, because there's just some openness to it. So even if I'm not going in the water, if it's just going down the beach or just, like, the smell of the ocean in the air, like that does, that does wonders. I took a drive the other day, like up the coast just to get out of the house. And it like, man, the walls were closing in. And by the time I got home, like I was, I was happy. Didn't even get out of the car. Exactly. So that's, I mean, I think that's where we're at right now is uh, this idea of the mental health and being able to get out and see the beaches, but trying to prevent the crowds. And so now we're, yeah. That's the hard thing is if you tell people, if you tell people they can go to the beach, everybody's going to be like, oh, well, not a lot of people are going to be there. And then it's going to be like we saw in Orange County last weekend of just mm -hmm. madness. So. Yeah, yeah. So now we're seeing like this incremental steps to try to make, to to limit the crowds. I mean, I thought it was a big step this week. They closed down parking on PCH um, in Ventura County, where I mean, iconic uh, beach line there, right near Point Magoo. We all have driven up that, seen cars parked up and down that um, stretch of PCH. But they they closed it down. And if you saw you saw the video that our photographer uh, Rick Gillard posted today, I mean, it looks like people are obeying it. I mean, they. They had to put up 10,000 cones. I mean, amazing that they went in and blocked all that area off. Um, but I, I guess that's uh, what they what they feel they need to do. Um, but there's, I know there's people that are unhappy about that as well. 
Uh, you and I have talked for weeks. We kind of knew this was going to be coming. I mean, I felt I did. The longer it went, the tougher it was going to be. The idea that everyone would just stay home. So I, I do think it's uh, you know imperative on our government leaders to be really transparent with us. Why are, why are you doing this decision? Why is this important? Um, and so if I can offer any critique of the governor, it's just that if he wasn't wanting to close – um, uh, do something or make a change. Just be clear on why. What's the science behind it? Why are you doing it? Um, because, like you just said, there is there's something really to be said, and I think you'd agree on uh, people that are spending all day indoors and even just walking around their neighborhoods. There's that 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 desperate need to get a change of scenery. Um, now, so you got to in you you came up with your first part series. You've been sending out questionnaires for people that are are quarantining just to hear the stories in each homes. Anything that surprised you of that? Does is everyone's story a little bit different? Do they all sound the same? Can you tell me about that? I know that started to come out this week. I mean, it was interesting to see that. Uh, okay, so uh, cards on the table. Like I sent that out a while back, so it's been in. It's, we've been holding on to those for a while, so it was a little earlier in the quarantine. It was really cool to see how uh, resilient everybody was being about it. Like it's a bad situation, but we're spending time with our kids. We're getting to do this, or we're learning to cook, or reading about. Like everybody was finding their own little way of coping with it, and kind of. Mm-hmm maintaining their sanity and just finding those little sparks of of happiness in the moment and it's simple stuff too like one of the questions on there's like what are you cooking yeah i'm being one of those people that i mean i i'm trying to do the and not just because i don't cook uh my wife cooks but i am trying to support um local businesses as much as i can i'm i'm now got more adept to the curbside pickup thing I, you just call ahead you pull up outside they bring it right to you Kind of hard to beat that. Um, I'm trying the Postmates thing. I've never done the Grubhub, all those delivery services. So I'm starting to do that. Um, but but we're all we're all adjusting it too. So I'm I'm, I'm kind of striking that balance between yes, eating at home and, and enjoying that, but also saying hey, what what's a new business I can hit up that I like and I want to support? And hopefully everyone's doing that. Yeah, I mean I'm doing my I'm I'm going to little spots here and there. I got uh, Chinese food from. Uh... Ah, crap. I, I, I'm forgetting the name now, but it's over on T.O. next to Harold's uh, House of Omelets and the Pool Supply Store. Yes. You know you know, you know, know how Chinese food can just, like, knock you on your ass? Like, you eat it, and then you just got, like, grease belly for four hours? <laughs> yeah. It was really good. I was so glad to, like, get out and eat food that I hadn't made that day. It was perfect. No, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. Last subject of the day, right? Yes. A little heavier news? So, yeah, some sad news. I uh, wish I had some really definite answers for everybody, but I'm not going to, but I'm going to just break it down for you. So uh, at the Acorn, we meet some amazing high school students. And I know you, you with your beat, you cover uh, school districts. You encounter these kids that you talk to and you're just like, man, when I was their age, thinking about where we were at, and our heads were at, and then you meet somebody. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I just, I, you come along some and you just get floored. And uh, about five years ago, I got to know uh, one of these uh, type of students. Uh, Courtney Brousseau was one of those kids that did everything. He was in uh, youth and government um, through the YMCA, which is kind of like it's recreation of the United Nations. Uh, he was a part of that. Um, he was on the Thousand Oaks Youth Commission Um he was the editor-in-chief of the Panther Prowler, which is the student newspaper at Newberry Park. Well, just some awful news that uh, last night, Courtney, after graduating from Newberry Park High School, uh, went to Cal Berkeley, graduated last year, got a job with Twitter right out of college. It gives you an idea how smart he is, uh, what was. Um, and we just found out last night that he was shot in a drive-by shooting in the Mission District in San Francisco, 
Um, it sounded at first like he was he had passed away, but today we're hearing he's on life support, though with no chance to recover. Uh, and it's just a heartbreaking thing to to see. And a lot of people were just waking up to it today. Uh, just a bright, amazing youth who we got to know and we developed a relationship because Courtney was part of him and uh, another student at Newberry Park High School that was editor-in-chief at the time, Grace. They put out this sex edition of their local high school magazine that caused a huge stir. Now, I don't want – it sounds more salacious than it was. It was really just about how kids need more sex education and why that was important. Kids were worried that they weren't talking enough about it. Um, but it did have a cover, which I think I can call it iconic, uh, well, as showed a, a, a young lady's hand putting a condom on a banana. I still keep an edition of it here in my office. And uh, Courtney was the editor at the time, and, and it caught a lot of flack from the community. People said it went too far, um, and there was a lot of talk of just take it down from the website. Uh, but Courtney held his ground and said, no, this is the law protects our right to publish this. Uh, and I know he suffered a lot of slings and arrows for it, um, but he fought it and fought it. And to this day, all that reporting is still up on the uh, the Panther Prowler website, which I think it speaks to his dedication. And to see, think about someone like that gone, taken away so senselessly uh, in a shooting. Now, we don't know anything more. It sounds like there's been no arrests, no suspects. Uh, and I don't have much information beyond what I've seen on a little website out of San Francisco uh, that the shooting occurred. But that's all we know right now. But the community is just in mourning. You should see um, all the retweets and the, and the comments from city council members, from people that worked at the library, the people that met him in all walks of life. He was just that kind of person. Um, and Becca just found out this morning. And Becca talked to him. They both went to Berkeley, so they had this bond. And I know she's suffering. And Don had talked to him a few months ago just for a story. Uh, so, yeah, we're all just reeling. So I just wanted – I hated to end this on a sad note, but I, I wanted to send a message out to his friends and family, anyone who is listening to this and knew Courtney that, you know, our heart goes out to you. And um, there's going to be a lot of storytelling, a lot of tears shed in the next few days. Uh, and it's just it's just awful. And hopefully we can do our part to just talk about the life and how much he accomplished in such a short time. I mean, 22 years old, just getting his life started, just heartbreaking. So – uh, I appreciate you giving me a time to to share that and just wanted to send that message to everybody because I, I just – the amount of people, it's just amazing in our acorn world that his life touched in just a short amount of time is incredible. So, you know, tough time, tough day, but um, uh, I'm glad I got to share that. So, all right, man. Well, on that note, uh, I'm glad to see your face again. If people that are hearing us know we're still doing this over Zoom, although recording it on our phones. Um, but I'm glad we got back together. Uh, hopefully – I don't know how long uh, we'll get to be in the same office again um, because, yeah, it's, it's times like this when you go through sad stuff and you're just like, here's – I've just got to talk about it on the phone and that's our new way of coping. Um, and that's what we got to do. But glad we can keep doing this and look forward to a lot of your reporting on what we talked about this week. So, again, Kyle Jory. I don't even think I introduced myself. Now we're just assuming everyone knows us now. All five of our listeners know who we are. So. <laughs> But this, again, has been Kyle Jory, editor of the Thousand Oaks Acorn. Please, uh, I always make this plea, go on our websites, Simi Valley, Moorpark, Camarillo, The Acorn, T.O. All of our reporting reporters right now are just doing incredible work, uh, currently for less pay. Um, but they're doing it and they're working hard because they, you know, they know how important it is um, that you guys get this information. So please go out and um, read it, support us, subscribe. All that good stuff. Uh, this is Ian Bradley. I am a reporter for the Acorn Newspapers. I'd like it to be known that I dream in newsprint now. Uh, I don't know if anybody else <laughs> of my colleagues is experiencing that, but I am. Um, yeah, subscribe uh, either to the podcast. Well, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to your local paper. Follow us on Twitter, Branching Out Pod. 
Uh, you can find me at Ian underscore reports. That's I-A-N. Kyle, you don't need to follow him because he's never doing anything important. Plenty of followers. <laughs> I just I seem to be just upsetting people. It's Kyle B. Jory if you're looking for him. Um, otherwise, stay safe, wear a mask, and uh, don't go to the beach. No, no, come on. Don't end with that. What? Unless you're in Ventura County. Unless you're in Ventura County and you continue moving or surfing. Let's not confuse people. If you're in LA County, yes, don't go to the LA County beach. And if you live in LA County, don't come to our beaches. And on that note. All right, signing off. See you next time. Take care, everyone. Bye.